0: Welcome back to Single Minded. I am your host, Hannah First, and my co-host, Linda, my mum, is here too. Hi, Linda.
1: Hi, Hannah. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Missing you.
0: Are you now? Because you don't answer any of my
1: calls. Oh, no swearing. Sorry
0: I'm not meant to swear. I called you last night you're like I'm sorry I'm in dinner. It's
1: very busy yeah. having a dinner party. And yes. then you didn't
0: actually call me back and then I tried to call you this no, morning. No I left
1: at 12 30 well past my bedtime. But
0: then I tried to call you Again, this, unlike your stalker, I tried to call you again this I morning. I saw and you didn't that.
1: Answer. I think I was yeah. getting coffee and my phone was still on silent. Yeah, so sure. just want to say have you actually started watching Virgin River or is not really? No, no, no. I, I've started oh, watching the okay. first season. Because you're having yes. your own Virgin River moment in some cabin in the backwaters of Noosa.
0: Yes, I am. I'm in like the hinterland. It's a little cabin and there's no one here. It's just me.
1: I think Jack Sheridan is hiding out somewhere. For those (laughs) who haven't seen it on Netflix, it's a romantic drama Two seasons down, and fortunately, I just read they're going to make a third season. But I've decided Jack Sheridan is our TV boyfriend because he is 46, so he's in between both of us. Do you realize that he's 13 (laughs) years younger than me? That's okay, and 14 years older than you. He doesn't say a lot but he has that sexy stare down patch. Get onto it, people.
0: (laughs) That's a really good recommendation. And I am yet to meet my Jack Sheridan, but I did get a Hinge message. As everyone who has been listening since the start knows, my mum, Linda, she wrote my Hinge profile. And the thing that it says in my bio is I'm looking for all this stuff and then it says calls your mum every day because mum obviously wants my boyfriend to also love their mum. So I got a message <laughs> from a guy, Tom, and this is all he said. He goes, I call my mum nearly every day. Hey,
1: have you connected?
0: <laughs> yeah, we're we're chatting. He's living around
1: the corner. Where? He's pretty spunky too. What do you mean around the corner? He's he, Well, he's in Perigian Beach. Oh, so he's near Chinousa. Yeah. Oh, I'd be very happy for you to settle down anywhere on that coast.
0: Yeah, well, I went for my first run of 2020 on December 21. Good job,
1: I saw that. How could you run, having not run all year?
0: I know, I, I don't know. I wasn't wearing the right bra, my boobs were going everywhere. I will tell you how far I actually went yesterday. It was, oh... Okay, it's not
1: as far as I thought it was. 4.6 (laughs) kilometres. I don't know how you did that, but that whole national park is stunning. It's beautiful. And there were a lot of
0: hotties. And I actually had another guy on Hinge just message me saying, because I said any other nice walks around here. He's German, so it's, it's not his first language. And he says, shall come for a walk from sunshine with me. There's no question mark. There's nothing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not 100% sure. No offense. I
1: know English is not his first language, but that just sounds a bit scary.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You may never come back from
1: that walk. Don't go.
0: Well, let's talk about. Today's episode. So I am interviewing his name is Sean Galanos. I found him on TikTok. Did you watch any of his TikToks, Linda? Or you, I, you couldn't, you I couldn't really, get on.
1: Really tried on the internet. I did ask Ruby, who's not here, to help me, but no, I don't have TikTok. So she
0: could not get onto TikTok. Anyway, I'm gonna share on my Instagram some of his best TikToks. He is a love coach and he does. I found on his website he does a course on flirting, and I was super interested to chat to him about flirting. And we did also touch on ghosting. And he actually started to turn it into a bit of a coaching session. So he'd start asking me questions about comments that I had put in there about guys I was dating. The thing that I realized was that holiday Hannah is very different to home Hannah. Literally, as soon as I step into anywhere other than home I can flirt again but when I'm at home I can't seem to flirt. I don't know what it is but I am having fun flirting my way around the Sunshine Coast. But anyway let's get on to the interview with Sean. I hope you all enjoy it and Linda you'll be back at the end to
1: let me know what you thought. Thank you. Okay.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So my guest today is Sean Galanos. He is a certified love coach and he's the host of the podcast Love Drive and he has a very, very popular TikTok called The Love Drive as well. Thank you so much for joining me today.
2: I'm super happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: So, before we get started, you said you have a story that my Aussie audience will really appreciate, and I'm really excited to hear about this.
2: <laughs> it's not so much a story as just the fact that I am also Australian.
0: Oh my god, what? <laughs> you do not sound Australian at all. Where were you born?
2: Yeah, I don't I am not even going to pretend to sound Australian because mm-hmm. my accents are are like they're not funny and they're not convincing. But my dad was born in Perth and lived oh. there until he was 18. And I spent quite a bit of time visiting family over there. I have a ton of family in Melbourne. I have an Australian passport and I haven't used it in a long time. When was the last time you were in Australia? Oh, gosh. It must be over almost 30 years ago. It's embarrassing. It's just really far. Yeah.
0: Fair. All right. Well, first question I wanted to ask you, you are a certified love coach and I'd really love to hear about your story and how did you kind of get into the field?
2: The field of coaching I got into somewhat recently in the last couple of years, but I'd, I'd always had this passion for love and romance and relationships and sexuality and intimacy and communication. Uh, I went to school for communication like way back in the day. But this whole thing, the love drive started in the back of a taxi cab in San Francisco about six years ago, where I was driving a taxi and I was bored out of my mind because it's not a very like exciting job. And a friend said, oh, you should interview your passengers on, you know, about sex and love. Mm-hmm. And so I put GoPros and microphones and lights in the back of the cab and started interviewing people and started driving them around in the love drive. You know, they'd they'd get in the cab Mm -hmm. and I'd go, welcome to the love drive. And then I'd ask them really basic questions back in the day about sexuality and and love and relationships. That's where the love drive started.
0: They knew they were being recorded. They knew. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's hard
2: not to know with a camera in your face and, uh, you know, LEDs and microphones everywhere. Yeah. They knew they were being recorded. They signed a release for it. And then we would have a conversation and that's where it started. That's where my, you know, my desire to connect with people on that level started. And then it turned into me writing blogs, me starting a podcast, uh, getting certified as a coach. And then, you know, when you do coaching, oftentimes you specialize. And for me, it was a no brainer. It was, it was always going to be about love. And so that's a very, very short journey to how I got to, uh, to talking to you today.
0: And what would you call your kind of specialty in the love coaching space?
2: I think communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just, you know, helping people muster up the courage to have challenging conversations, but also helping people with the language required to have difficult, sometimes embarrassing, sometimes awkward conversations about your desires, needs, fears, boundaries, everything that makes relationships safer more fulfilling, more juicy, more engaging.
0: Do you have any like common themes that you see with some of your coaching clients?
2: I think a lot of the themes is really people needing permission to want love, to want to be in a relationship. Mm. I I feel like there's this shame, collective shame about wanting love, Mm -hmm. right? And a lot of people think that Oh, they need to be okay on their own. You know, I don't need nobody. I'm all I need. I've got what I need. But really, like we're social animals and we we do need people. We need other people. If you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and and that's not a perfect model, but it is it is a model that sort of explains the needs that we have. Above security and physiological needs of, you know, air, water, shelter, food is connection, friendship, belonging. Mm -hmm. Love, relationships, and so as much as I I do want people to feel okay on their own, I also want people to feel okay wanting to be in love, wanting to be in relationships. So that's a theme that comes up with a lot of a lot of my past clients, is this permission to want to be in love. Mm -hmm.
0: So you have over two hundred thousand followers on TikTok. What's been some of your most popular content, and why do you think the content resonates so much?
2: I mean, the most popular video was, you know, me telling people a very simple solution to ghosting, right? So instead of ghosting, say this, right? So that video has almost 4 million views and basically it was a really short video that I created in like 20 seconds that basically just says, instead of ghosting someone, just send this very short message which is, hey, I had a really nice time connecting with you. Uh, The connection that you and I have isn't the connection that I'm looking for. Take care, right? So that's the antidote to ghosting. And that video blew Mm. up because because it was very divisive. Half the people agreed. Half the people strongly, strongly disagreed.
0: As in they think you shouldn't say you should just ghost.
2: Yeah, as in in there's a, a lot of valid reasons why people should ghost. Okay. And I didn't know any of that. Really, I have kind of felt a little tone deaf when I posted that after the fact, not knowing that there are a a bunch of valid reasons for ghosting. Yeah. I mean, have you you ghosted?
0: I, yeah, I do. I have. I do try now though to, like after we've had the date and it hasn't gone that well, I now do try to write back, which I can see kind of both sides of it. So I have written back and said, hey, had a great time. Really nice to meet you, but um, didn't feel there was a connection there. And then I've had really good responses to that. And then I've had the opposite where someone thought he was like my soulmate and was very offended and and sort of didn't take no for an answer. So I kind of see both sides to it. But I still think it's better to to be honest and say there was no connection, regardless of what the response is.
2: Yeah, that's why people ghost, right? They They don't want to have to deal with that uncomfortable scenario of what happens if the person doesn't take it well. You know, what mm. happens if uh, they start trying to convince you otherwise or try to ask you three, four different questions as to why didn't you feel the connection? How come you said mm-hmm. you had a nice time, but you're not feeling the connection? Like, yeah, can you have a good time, but not feel the connection? Like, what's up with that? And then on the on the other end of that is like people actually fearing, fearing for their safety, right? Having people yeah. stop them, show up at their place of work, And apparently ghosting is like the easier, softer way of letting somebody down without actually having to reject them.
0: In some scenarios, I think it's led to the person because they don't know what happened. So they are trying to understand why has she just all of a sudden disappeared? I feel like ghosting is the term of 2020. I feel like I never heard it before 2020. And now all everyone talks about
2: is ghosting. I mean, I think it's here to stay.
0: Yeah. And the other one that I heard recently was zombieing. So someone that reappears like years later, that has happened to me recently.
2: That's even worse than ghosting. <laughs> Wait, is it somebody that ghosted that then comes back? <laughs> so they,
0: I've got someone that, that disappeared very quickly and then three years later reappeared. And that's apparently called zombieing.
2: Okay, and how do you deal with that?
0: All my friends tell me not to respond and I still do.
2: What makes you want to respond?
0: Yeah, good question. Um, self-sabotage. I don't
2: know. I honestly don't know. I mean, it could also be curiosity.
0: Um, I think he broke my heart pretty badly. He literally disappeared after like a very intense relationship, disappeared. And then three years later, like reappeared and chit chat, small chit chat. And I kept responding. Everyone was like, no, no. And yet you did. Yeah, I did. But I think I was emotionally detached enough that it wasn't going to, it hasn't affected me. I'm not like, oh my God, he's back. This is the one.
2: It's for sure not the one if he just disappeared <laughs> on you.
0: Anyway, on to my next question. So, my favorite videos on your TikTok are your duets. Speaking of ghosting, you actually did one on ghosting. And the girl says, What do you do if a guy ghosts you? And you say, Keep living your best life. You should be living your best life regardless of whether you're in a relationship or not. And there's another one where you say, Don't play games, text whenever you want. And I like love all of these. I loved all those tips. What are your top tips? dating tips?
2: Well, first of all, the duets on TikTok are really fun, but usually they're at the detriment of the original poster, which is mm-hmm. why I kind of have a hard time doing them. Like, they don't feel very nice. And at the same time, there's, there is something valuable to, you know, having a conversation of sorts with somebody else's advice and giving an alternate advice. I know that people like the duets, and then at the same time, I, I don't think that's the kindest way of getting that information out there. But it is very effective; like it, it works, mm. it does work. It gets a lot of views. Top dating tips: uh, Don't play games because nobody knows what the rules are. I mean, that's just that's just number one, and that one actually encompasses a whole bunch of different strategies. Right? If If you start asking yourself, oh, how long should I wait before texting? Should I not Mm -hmm. seem too eager so that they don't back off? Like all that stuff kind of falls under games, falls under manipulating, trying to manipulate the outcome so that it ends up playing out in your favor. And my whole philosophy on that is just like, don't play the games. Don't play the games because nobody knows what the rules are.
0: What if they're playing the games?
2: Then you don't have to play. Okay, that's easy. Yeah, you just remove yourself completely from the game playing scenario. Yeah, you just say like, "Sorry, I'm not really interested in this." Like, I'm noticing that you're doing like a push pull thing, and that's not something that I'm really interested in. So, if you're interested in going on a date with me, let me know. If not, cool. Take care. Mm, I really like that. And also, uh, you know, at the same time, to, to to add a little bit of nuance to this. I do think that we don't want to jump all the way in on the third date, right? Like Mm -hmm. there has to be some reciprocity. There has to be this idea of taking it slow, of not jumping in too quickly. And taking it slow could kind of sound like a game, Mm -hmm. right? Because you're taking it slow so that there's a better chance that the relationship will survive. But really, I think is that you're taking it slow so that you can identify whether this is a good person to be in a relationship with, not because you want to lock them in or lock them down. Is this a good person for me? I don't know. So I'm going to take my time, right? So that's dating tip number two. Take your time. There's no Mm -hmm. rush. Like, what are we all rushing towards? You literally don't (laughs) know this person. Why would you want to rush into a relationship with them? It's like rafting down a river and you don't know what's around the corner. Like, it Mm. probably pays to be a little bit more, you know, mindful to maybe like scout around before you jump in. Because what if it's a fucking huge waterfall that ends in rocks, Mm. right? Like, that's basically what jumping into a relationship with somebody that you don't know looks like. You're jumping into something and you don't know whether it's safe or not. So tip number two is just like slow it way down. And the easiest way to do that is to build a big life, Mm. a full life with hobbies, family, friends, work, exercise, volunteering, like all this stuff. If you have that built into your life, you can't possibly spend four days a week with somebody new. Mm. You can't do it because you're busy. And that also means that like, when that person, if they don't work out, when they don't work out, because most of the time it's not going to work out, yeah, you're going to have other stuff to pump you up, to build you up, to, to like shore you up when you're feeling really sad. You're going to have commitments. When I run workshops, six workshops a year, if I'm in a devastating breakup, I still got to show up for the fucking workshop. Mm -hmm. which means I still need to prep for the workshop, still need to do the calls and all of the associated content. It means that like I have things to occupy my mind rather than this one person that is going to save me from the existential dread of being a human being. Mm
1: -hmm. So
2: build a big life so that you can't invest too quickly with somebody. It's going to have to take time because you can't see them all the time. Dating tip number two, I'm just going to jump straight to dating tip number three. This is more of a, this is a rant situation. If you want clarity, ask for it. If you're unclear of, about something, ask for it, right? I get questions on a daily basis. When he does this, what does it mean? Okay. When he holds my hands while having sex with me, does it mean he loves me? <laughs> When, when he stops uh, being as responsive to my text messages or stops sending me a good night text, does that mean he doesn't like me anymore? And the question, the answer to all of those is I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I don't know what all of those things mean. The only person that knows what that means is the person that's doing it. Mm. So if you have a question about the status of your relationship, how somebody feels about you, what they want, what they're looking for, what they meant when they said this or what they, what they meant when they did this. Just ask them. Ask the person that's in the best position to give you the freaking answer.
0: <laughs> that's my favorite tip. I love that tip. Just ask. Very well, easy.
2: We don't ask because we don't want the answer that we don't want, mm. right? If I ask, they might say no, and then I'll be sad. So I'd rather live in ambiguity, hoping mm. that they'll eventually give me what I want, when even in the back of the my, my mind, I kind of know that they're not going to, but getting a little bit of what I want is better than getting n- none of what I want. Mm. And I think that is actually, it's not a good way of looking at it. Because if you're just getting a little bit from one person, you're actually preventing somebody else from giving you everything that you want.
0: Do you think there is any element that people are a little bit addicted to the feeling of that kind of roller coaster?
2: Yeah, I don't think it's an addiction. I think it is uh, it is familiar to you. Mm. Maybe because that's yep. how it was growing up. This is this is the kind of love that you were shown growing up. And so this is the kind of love that you seek in adulthood. And I think after a while, once you deal with your stuff and you do therapy and you heal some of your traumas and your wounds and all that kind of stuff, the push and pull, the roller coaster, the highs and lows become a lot less interesting. Mm. Clarity, safety, respect, knowing, a, a nice solid foundation like that stuff becomes more exciting because once you have that you can explore deeper intimacy with somebody and that's where the real that's where the real juicy stuff lives not in the push-pull mm. surface level roller coaster of not knowing how this person feels about me
0: okay so now on the topic i really wanted to chat to you about which is flirting. And you have a course called the Flirting with Confidence course. And I'll link that in the episode notes. What are your kind of biggest do's and don'ts when it comes to flirting with confidence?
2: I think the issue with flirting is that people make it really high stakes, Mm -hmm. right? They got to get the flirting right. This person has to, they have to like me. And if they reject my flirting, then they don't like me, which I think is makes sense that people reserve flirting for romantic relationships or like potential romantic relationships, right? As a way to identify whether someone is a potential mate, right? You'll use flirting. You'll flirt with them to see if they flirt back. And that gives you the signs, you know, that they might be interested in and that you might be able to ask them out with a little bit less risk, right? That's sort of the role that flirting plays. And for me, flirting is like playfully connecting with the world. That's the way I describe it, right? Connecting with people in a a playful way. And the problem when you reserve flirting only for romance, the stakes are really high, right? The chance that you'll get rejected is pretty high. And so people build this thing up. They build up flirting and it makes it really inaccessible. When rather, I would rather people flirt all the time with everybody in a platonic way to get good at flirting, mm. right? And so like being, mm-hmm. being extra friendly, paying compliments that aren't part of somebody's appearance, this is kind of stuff that you can do all the time. And so then when you found someone that you actually like, that you'd like to get to know more you can apply flirting that you've been practicing on everybody to them, but with maybe like a little bit more flirtiness, a little bit Mm -hmm. more personal, a little bit more playful. But that way the stakes are a lot less, you know, like they're less high.
0: Yeah, I think what you said is right. Flirting can be really serious, like you're putting on an act. But actually, if you're like playful in your everyday life, it's less of an act and it's more, becomes more second nature.
2: Thank you for... Making that much more clear than I was able to.
0: (laughs) And I really wanted to know about mindset because that was one of the things as part of your course was like, you know, why mindset is really important when flirting. And my friends say that I have, they give me another name. So my holiday persona, I have apparently I have two personas. I have my like everyday serious work persona. And then I have this holiday persona and they have a different name for her and they call her a different name. But I think that's because when I'm on holidays, my mindset's really different. And so I guess I feel much more comfortable and at ease, like flirting. So why is mindset really important?
2: Well, I'm I'm kind of curious, like what could you do to blend those two mindsets together, like those two personalities? Why are they separate? Like I get it, I get. It. We have to compartmentalize when we're working. We have to be serious. We got shit to do. I'm not going to be fucking playful. I'm busy. And then you've got the whole like YOLO. I'm not working. I do whatever I want. But like, what does blending those two look like? That to me sounds pretty fun.
0: I've been trying. Trust me, I'm working on it, but. It, it hasn't happened yet.
2: So I'll I'll answer your question about mindset, which to <laughs> me, <laughs> I hope that you find a way to integrate those two personalities because they both sound useful and together it sounds like extra powerful. Okay, so to answer your question, I think that generally we take things too personally. Mm-hmm. We take ghosting too personally, right? We, we actually think that when someone ghosted us, it's because of something that we did. When in fact, it has literally nothing to do with the person being ghosted and everything to do with the ghoster. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: When somebody rejects you, like they break up with you or you ask them out and they say, no, it's not personal. It might feel intensely personal, but it's not personal. It's actually a preference, right? The person has said, you're not what I want. And that's particularly hard for a breakup because you were what they wanted for a while and then that changed. And so it's really easy to to say, oh, well, they don't like something about me. They've realized something about me or it's something that I've done. I've changed to make them change how they feel about me. Mm -hmm. So we take everything so personally, including what happens when our advances aren't reciprocated, including when I flirt with someone and they don't flirt back with me. Oh, they don't like me. Oh, I didn't do it right. Oh, I should have flirted this way. I flirted wrong. I asked them out wrong. I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. Right? And so this is a mindset that's going to like back you up against a wall. It's going to make you doubt everything that you know about yourself. It's going to make you read blog after blog, listen to podcast after podcast and read book after book and pay for courses after courses on how (laughs) to be perfect Mm -hmm. so that I can finally get the kind of love that I want, that I deserve, but that I'm not enough just the way I am. I need all these other things to make me better so that they will like me. And that's the problem. That's the mindset shift that needs to happen. From I'm not enough to I am enough. From I'm not worthy to I am worthy. From it's personal to it's not personal it's not personal. It's personal to them. Mm -hmm. So this is the kind of mindset that I want people to adopt in all ways of life, in relationships, in flirting, in friendships. If someone rejects you, that's okay. That's the universe saying not for you. Doesn't mean there's anything fundamentally wrong with you. Of course, we should always be fine-tuning ourselves. I'm not saying you're perfect. I'm saying, uh, (laughs) my favorite quote on the subject, you're perfect and you could use a little work. We're all perfect. And we can always use some fine tuning. That's the mindset I want people to walk away with.
0: So do you have, I guess, any advice for anyone that finds flirting kind of stressful and wants to make flirting more fun?
2: If flirting is stressful for you, then don't worry about it. It's not required to go on dates and to meet people to go on dates with. I mean, sure, there is a little bit of discomfort right? A little bit of discomfort is okay. That's how we grow. But if if it causes you a lot of anxiety, don't do it. There's other people out there that don't really value flirting. I don't think that it's something that we all need to do. I don't think that we all need to be in relationships. I don't think that we all need to have sex. There's a lot of room for you to be who you are, to do what you do without having to drastically change who you are. There are people that are going to like you, even though you're not great at flirting. And I just want to leave with this message. It's okay to not be good at flirting. It really is. Flirting is one way to interact with the world. It is not the only way to interact with the world. And if that is not your strong suit, that's okay. There are a whole bunch of other things that you're probably really, really, really good at that folks that are great at flirting are terrible at. And that's what makes us interesting and exciting. The fact that we can connect with all sorts of different people. That have all sorts of different strengths and weaknesses. And together we can make really fun, interesting combinations. Flirting, not required.
0: I like that answer. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> expecting that as the answer. If you don't like flirting, don't do it.
2: And okay, if you want to get better at it, obviously yeah. take my flirting course. But like if you don't, <laughs> if you don't, don't. Like it's, you know, it's not that important.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. That was super interesting and I can't wait to keep following your TikToks. It's one of my favorite TikTok accounts.
2: TikTok uh, at the Love Drive on Instagram. And if you're listening to this podcast, you might like my podcast, The Love Drive.
0: Which is The Love Drive. Awesome. Thanks so much.
2: You're so welcome. Thank you for having me.
1: Okay. So that was an interesting interview, but when Sean said, that he was driving taxis in San Francisco and would interview passengers about sex and love during the ride. Could you imagine that? If I got into a taxi (laughs) with some guy who had all this recording equipment set up, I would jump out so fast. I don't know how he got people to participate. Would you go along with that?
0: I would 100% go along with it. I wouldn't even have got
1: in. I'm so up for that. I would have been like, this is so fun. No, I definitely would have. I like what he said about ghosting but for me it's just too hard to reveal the truth too cruel you know what would you say I don't like your top I don't like football you don't have good table manners you have food in your teeth oh no hang on that's yeah that's you mum always has food in her teeth (laughs) do you have a ghosting story for us well I can only remember really when I went to the movies on a double date with another couple who were friends they sort of set it up and there was absolutely nothing wrong with the guy but He just wasn't my, I suppose, physical vibe because that's a bit shallow. But anyway, (laughs) to make up for that, he wasn't sort of laugh out loud funny. So there was nothing really going on. And he drove me home and there was that awkward moment in the car when you know they're going to lunge. Have you had that? Yes. So I had my hand on the door handle and just said thanks for lift and jumped out. Now, is that ghosting? No, oh. that's not
0: good. We okay, could so... ghost
1: because we didn't have phones, so yeah, that's yeah. my version. So
0: ghosting is when you are seeing someone or dating someone and then they just disappear. Oh. That's ghosting. I can give you the official definition. Hold on. Ghosting is when someone you're dating ends the relationship by cutting off all communication without any
1: explanation. Right. I thought it was also so say you've been on a date with someone and then – you don't feel the connection and you say, oh, that was nice, I had a good time, and then, you know, you won't respond to them again and they get upset.
0: We're not talking about not getting a text back after one. No, that's not it. It's the silent treatment after, like, multiple dates.
1: No, we couldn't ghost in our day because we had no no phones. so really they had to catch you on the uh, landline, and if you didn't want to answer or answer the door, you didn't have to. Yeah, so
0: you probably never experienced ghosting. It is rampant in my generation, Mm. but to be honest with you, I will admit that I've ghosted as well. I try not to ghost anymore I try to be honest and just say there was no connection and with
1: flirting I had to go way way back I reckon to my younger days yes which I can barely remember but I used to go to I must have been probably 17 to the same pub every Friday night and at the end of the night the same guy would appear before I was leaving and hand me a flower that he had stolen from the vase on the bar
0: oh my god
1: I Cute. know it was so nice I had a boyfriend friend and that would just rile him up so badly but this Ah! guy just kept doing it and I have to say I was very flattered and I've never forgotten it. And I thought that was excellent flirting on his behalf. That's great mm. flirting. I've never I love forgotten that. it. So the key thing that I took away from your interview about flirting is you flirt with your own natural personality and you have to be yes. authentic and be fun. Is that right? Is that what you do?
0: I, oh God, what do I do?
1: You're pretty up vibe when there's a social occasion. So I don't know if that's flirting or it's just up (laughs) vibing. I don't know.
0: It's not really the conversation or the content of the conversation. It's how you
1: deliver it, I think. Right. Okay.
0: All right. Last week's challenge was I had to figure out what was the first step in the fertility egg freezing process. Fertility yes. treatment, Yeah, so basically when I get back to Melbourne, I'm going to get the AMH test. It's just a blood test and it will give insight into the remaining quantity of eggs and the number of fertile years you may have. So that's the first step. God, and then that's if that, scary. You just, sorry, you just get it at your GP. I don't know anything more than that, but I have found a fertility clinic that a friend has been to. So I asked her a lot. I went for a walk with her after we recorded and she told me the whole process. She went went to three different clinics in Melbourne and she's given me her recommendation for the clinic. So after you do the AMH test, then you can kind of get a referral onto a fertility specialist and someone that specializes in egg freezing. So I will start that process when I get back to Melbourne. Good.
1: You've made progress. Yes, I have. My challenge to you is to go hunting in the woods for our real life Jack Sheridan. Okay.
2: Jack Sheridan sorry we don't tend to get a lot of visitors in here certainly not as beautiful as you
0: i'm sorry does that line really work well i think that guy that calls his mom every day is a, is a possibility okay. so i will let you know how i go all right thanks everyone for joining us this week see you next week See you next week bye if you made it this far i'm hoping that you enjoyed the podcast If you could subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review, that would be much appreciated. It really helps other people find the podcast. Not that I'm desperate or anything. See you next week.